Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Evangelia Papas got the Moderna shot. <laughs> she no get the Pfizer. I no understand. I Pfizer made by Greek boy made by a, a wonderful, brilliant Greek man. And she get the Moderna. I tell you what, I, when I go, I say, I want the Pfizer. If they try to give me the Moderna, I run away. I say, no, I want what the Greek man made. I want the Pfizer shot. Oh, yes, the Greek boy makes the Greek thing that go in my arm. The only thing go in my arm, Pfizer. The only thing that go out with my arm is Hilopitis and Baklava to my grandchildren who are so beautiful and so smart. The smartest. I've never met anyone smarter than my grandchild. Good morning, Swim World, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Monday, March 22nd, hashtag full squad back in the mix. I'm J.E. Skeets along with me, Mr. What You Need to Know Himself, Tass Mellis. Hey, everybody. Hey, Tassie. Back from vacation, it's my top shot hot boy, Trey Kirby. Ow! Hey, hey yo. yo, we've got the international man of mystery taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Friend. Mmm, Lee Lee. And last but not least, making the magic happen, it's JD. Hello. There he is, and here we are. TK, great to have you back. How is Florida? Oh, tremendous. Splendid. Sunny. Windy. It was great, Skeetsy. I uh, had a great time <laughs> with the fam. A lot of time in the water. Sun burned my hands really, really bad. Oh. Felt like I was wearing wax gloves for an entire week. You know, you know how I feel about um uh, lotion. Don't like lotion. Right. Gotta have sunscreen, though. I burn easily, as you would imagine. So I wear a rash guard. I'm an old man who wears a rash guard. Thought I was fine. <laughs> but my hands were exposed. Oh, my wow. hands were exposed. So, you know, you've heard of Method Man. You've heard of Red Man. I was red hands. It was like the backs <laughs> of my hands were just scarlet. The scarlet witch out here. It was bad news, Bears. But um, a great time. And honestly, wow. great time. A lot of people were saying, there's no way you were on vacation, man. You were playing in the NCAA tournament for Eastern <laughs> Washington. <laughs> Maybe I was. Maybe I was. Uh, yeah, I guess you were like Cochran on Survivor there when you got that bad Oh, sunburn. baby. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was bad. Uh, I botched it, you know. You think you can just casually read Bill Walton's book about the Grateful Dead by the pool? You can't. <laughs> oh, More like the geez. Grateful Red. <laughs> uh, good to know. Start wearing your gloves when you're by the pool, yeah, people. Wear gloves at the pool. So dumb. Well, it's great to have you back here. It's great to have the, the full squad, like I said. Shout out to the stream team joining us live right now. You're really the sixth man of this all. Smash that like button, guys. Okay, drop your thoughts in the comments and uh, make sure you subscribe and share the show. Email us your questions and comments for this week's Beach Stepping Podcast. We will be wearing gloves on the beach when we read these emails. <laughs> uh, but get them in, no dunks at theathletic.com. We're likely going to be stepping on the beach a day earlier than normal, probably on Tuesday. So tomorrow, 
in the afternoon. So get your questions in right now. Go grab your merch at nodunks.com. Hoodies, crewnecks, t-shirts, shorts, mugs, everything available. And uh, finally, last night there, I decided to hit the No Dunks fam with a little 2021 NBA trade deadline primer podcast. Uh, tackled some key questions, hypothetical trades, predictions at the end as we close in on this Thursday's trade deadline. So go check that out if you haven't already. Uh, I posted it late last night. It's on our YouTube page, and it's obviously a podcast as well. Thanks to everybody that joined me live on YouTube. And on Thursday, I'll just say this now, I said it on that show, but we won't have the No Dunks Daily Show here live at 10. Tass has got what you need to know Monday through Friday, super early, 7 o'clock live on YouTube. But that Thursday show, with the deadline being that day, we're going to push that show back a little bit. Probably just wait until the deadline, right? Is it is it 3 p.m. Uh, Eastern? I keep saying it is, but I'm not 100% sure. I think so. I think yeah. you're right. Yeah. It okay, usually so is. It usually is. I didn't yeah. check to see if it still is, but we'll do a show a little bit later in the day because maybe we'll have some like sort of last-minute trades trickling in, and then we'll talk about them, uh, of course, on that podcast. And if a big trade happens, I'm sure you know we'll have some sort of emergency podcast as well. So make sure you subscribe. Okay. It's Monday, though. Winners and losers of the weekend. Tass, we're going to switch it up. We usually start positive Pete's and we go with the winners, but I think we got to start with the losers of the weekend. Uh, and we'll get to winners, but I mean, look, I'm setting you up here, but it's pretty obvious, I think, who sort of gets the loser of the weekend. It's all of us, right? NBA fans, I guess, losing some stars. Sure. It's also the basketball gods for serving us a poo-poo platter of a couple big injuries. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's sad, but there's some positive I don't know, things to come out of it and some, some discussion to come out of it. Uh, mm-hmm. First, LaMelo Ball broke his wrist and he's out for the remainder of the season. Now he's going, undergoing a, a second opinion early this week just to make sure, but it's likely that he's done his rookie campaign over and we'll discuss if he's rookie of the year. Still, despite missing at least the you know the last quarter of the season for him, and LeBron James out with a high ankle sprain because Solomon Hill rolled into his ankle and he went down. You never see the king go down, but this time he's out for an extended period. Now it's unclear because high ankle sprains it's uh, it's it's kind of ambiguous as ambiguous as oh. injuries get. It could be you know a week. Uh, It could be several weeks. And so uh, LeBron deemed out for several weeks, especially with Anthony Davis not in the lineup for the Lakers. It's a bit of a worry time uh, for L.A. because Western Conference is really tough. They're third in the West. Anthony Davis should be back in a couple weeks. Uh, But, uh, you know, we'll start it with this question here. How far do you guys think the Lakers will fall in the standings? Trey, since you're back, we'll start with you. What do you think the Lakers are... uh, are going to end up when uh, LeBron comes back, considering that Anthony Davis should maybe be back in a couple weeks. Yeah, that's the question. How soon does Anthony Davis get back to kind of steady the ship? That's a huge question. And then how long is LeBron going to actually be out? You mentioned, Tass, he doesn't go down very often. I feel like he does go down often. The thing is, he never stays down. Mm. <laughs> and yeah. that was what the, the shocking thing to hear from a guy like Kyle Kuzma, who said, I've never heard LeBron screaming and squalling like that some some uh outlets had it as squalling some of it had it as squealing some of it had scowling i don't know which he was doing but the man was yelling and screaming so obviously he was in pain it looked like a nasty injury having a guy fall into your leg like that no thank you but for me i'm not really worried about the lakers seed i think it's quite realistic they fall out of the top four and that they play every series on the road uh in this season but Mm -hmm. they just won a championship playing in the bubble so 
being the underdog going in, the technical underdog, I don't think is going to be a problem for the Lakers. But, you know, I, I, I had the Nuggets as my team, who's going to be great in the second half. I think it's possible that they jump into the top four, replace the Lakers there. The Clippers haven't been lighting things on fire. Obviously, the Jazz have hit a little bit of a lull here, but had a great start to the season. I think it's um, I think it's feasible that the Lakers finish in the top four. I don't think they will, but I also don't think the Lakers' seed matters at all as right. long as LeBron and AD are healthy once the playoffs actually start. Yeah, it doesn't matter if they drop a spot or two or three. And not, not so much, and especially with their schedule, they they have some gimmies the next you know week to two weeks. Then they have a long trip, so hopefully for them, Anthony Davis is back. But let's get to the play: Solomon Hill rolling into LeBron James's ankle. Lee, do you think it was a dirty play? No, I don't. I don't think Solomon Hill had any intention to uh, hurt LeBron in that play. The ball was loose. He went for it. He just happened to sort of go under LeBron's uh, ankle. And I actually feel bad in a way for Solomon Hill because he's getting just tormented on Twitter. People are throwing him under the bus and blaming him for injuring him. That's just a basketball play that happens. It just so happened that it was against LeBron James. Guys, go for the ball. Uh, There's no way this guy's like, here's my chance to take out LeBron James or anything like that. Nobody wants to be that guy. So I, I feel bad for him. I think he was just trying to make a play, but unfortunately that happened. Now, the weird thing about this play is as well, LeBron stayed on the court and hit a three-pointer, and then yeah. he left. Yeah. You know, so uh, it, it, was it, he it, trying to extend his like I, uh, thousand yes, game plus streak? Yes. Of 10 I points? think that's the only <laughs> reason he stayed way. on the court because yeah. he basically left once he uh, once he registered the tenth point there. So, uh, but no, I think Solomon Hill. I think it's it's it just happens, and uh, and we'll know soon, hopefully, how long LeBron will be out. In some ways, I think LeBron, you know, he he probably will uh, sit out a little bit longer right now to keep himself fresher for the playoffs. Now, you know, this is an injury. That could keep him out for a month or so anyway. We just don't mm-hmm. know. But um, I, I think this is uh, just one of those things that happens and there's no no need to point the finger at Solomon Hill for doing anything deliberate or, or nasty. Yeah. It just happened. And uh, it's unfortunate that it did, but it did. And that, that, that's the way it goes in sport and in basketball. I think it's like deceiving when we were just showing you the clips here on the stream team. When you see the slow-mo, if you just see that part of it, it like maybe looks dirty. It looks like, whoa, man, he's just rolling into him there. What's going on? But when you actually watch the clip in real time, Solomon Hill's almost to the ground sort of before LeBron is then going for the ball where he's stepping and then, you know, accidentally uh, Solomon is falling into him and that's where that high ankle sprain happens. So, yeah, I'm with you, Lee. I do not think Solomon Hill was being malicious here and trying to hurt him. I did say, was it like, I think it was Schroeder after the game had a weird comment about basically saying Solomon Hill is established in this league and like he's a vet and he doesn't need to be going for balls like that. Um, But it would make more sense if a guy that's trying to get into the league or trying to stay in the league would have that hustle type play. I just thought that was a strange way to go. Do you about think it. he's wrong though? Do you think this? Is, I mean, I just don't. I do think this is different than a Matthew Dellavedova in year one, year two, trying to establish himself in the league. Nothing good happens when you're on the ground by people's legs. You say it happens in every sport, Lee. Every other sport has fouls for this. You can't do it in the NFL. Hit a guy under the under the knees. Can't do it in the NHL. Can't do it in soccer. But in basketball, because the ball rolls near the ground. You're going to be near some legs? I don't know. To me, it's a... It's, so what, it's you should weird... never be allowed to dive for the ball at all? Is that what you'd want? No, but I'm, nothing good happens. It's not a basketball play. What's going, like, what's going, what is the point of going to the ground there on the sideline? Well, but it's a bit of a loose trying, ball. It's yeah, bubbling he's just around. Yeah, trying to get the ball. He's always doing it. Yeah. Okay. 
I mean, they didn't get the loose ball. He injured a guy. And then to me, the dirtier play was when LeBron took the three from the corner. Solomon Hill slides under his right ankle. Yeah, you can see it. And LeBron lands on his left foot so he doesn't land on Solomon Hill's uh, slide under. I just hate it. I mean, it's it's just reckless. And that's what the players are calling it. They're saying it's not a basketball play because it's not. There's nothing to do there. That's basketball. You're just diving on the ground. You're going to knock the ball out of bounds. Well, it's so weird, though. I mean... It's still basketball because he's trying to keep possession of the ball. I mean, he is trying to have the ball for his team. Uh, yeah, he's not dribbling or shooting or stuff like that. I get that. That's the not basketball part. But I just think he was there before LeBron even went for it. He's down. Uh, so you're saying LeBron's, sometimes LeBron's guys, the dirtier player. Well, yeah, no, LeBron I'm not trying to step on Solomon. I'm saying it's super unfortunate. It's amazing it doesn't happen more in this league. Um, but I don't think it was dirty. There's no, I just don't. And I don't agree with Schroeder either. I think that's a silly way to look at it. Oh, if the guy was in his second year, oh, uh, yeah, then fine. What? I mean, stars don't Solomon, do this. Stars don't do this. Stars that's don't how you need can... to do it. That's why we got these Exactly, guys. exactly. Yeah. Stars don't need to do it well, because Solomon they're Hill's playing basketball star? out yeah, there. Well, I don't know. I mean, it sucks. I'm not I, saying I just, I just think suck, in, that, in that split second, you know, you, you see the ball kind of loose for Solomon Hill. He tries to go for it. And, and he just, you know, LeBron's foot gets sort of lost underneath his body. I don't think there was anything there that Solomon Hill did that was, you know, malicious or dangerous or nasty. It's just like, you know, as, as a, as a veteran, as a hustle guy, this is part of the reason why he's still in the league is that he, that he makes these sorts of uh, attempts on the play. And, and, you know, it's it's more just uh, an unlucky coincidence that he hit LeBron in the spot that he hit him. I, I just don't think there's anything that he did wrong. Solomon Hill. And I just think it's a, it's an unlucky play. That's all it comes down to because again, nobody, Nobody wants to be the guy who injures the superstar. Nobody wants to have that reputation and certainly not to do it in any sort of uh, malicious or deliberate way. So it's just it's just unfortunate. I mean, if that wasn't LeBron, let's say it's, you know, it's it's uh, Marcus Morris. Does anybody, you know, does it does it have that same sort of We're appeal? We're not leading the just, show with it. No, no, exactly. So, uh, you know, I, I just think it's unlucky. And Trey, you're, you know, you mentioned in other sports, there are rules. That's true. But you still see it happen in soccer a lot where guys take out guys and, and they hit them with the foot because, again, not through uh, dangerously trying to do it, but mistiming things. And, and just, you know, sometimes that's what happens on the play is like someone's foot slides in or they're just a, se- a second or two late on the play. Sometimes it's deliberate, but not always. It's just, just the way it goes when you're going for a play like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was definitely amplified uh, you know, with the, the slow motion part of it and the fact that uh, it's LeBron, obviously. And... Uh, it it's it, to me it doesn't resemble a Matthew Dellavedova play that we've seen over the years diving on the floor because it's it is sort of him going to one knee and then LeBron kind of moves into him and then we see the slow mo and it and it's it looks bad but it, it's not it's not on the floor like Matthew Dellavedova and we don't see it that often uh, and I, I don't think I don't think you put it in the same family as a Matthew Dellavedova diving at Kyle Korver or whoever uh, but obviously it's terrible and if there's anybody who's going to come back quick. It'll be LeBron James. Yeah, he'll probably be back next game. This is LeBron James. Uh, he will be back. It'll, it'll be, you know, however many weeks it is. But it could be, you know, from one to five to six. So how do you think this impacts the MVP race, Skeets? I mean, it has an effect on it, right? We were talking about Joel Embiid missing a couple weeks. And that was going to hurt his chances in a race that's been so tight that we've talked about all season long. Feels like there's anywhere at times been like three to like seven guys at that MVP table having the conversation. I think it hurts LeBron's chances. Yeah, I don't think it's good. I don't think he'll win it. Um, If anyone's coming out, uh, uh, I hate to say happy about this because no one is, but Jokic to me is now like the clear, probably the front runner, but it's going to be, I'm watching the Nuggets Blazers. Like 
who can catapult up there maybe in the standings uh, in the Western Conference? And if it's the Nuggets, then Jokic has one hell of a case. And if it's uh, the Blazers, Damian Lillard's going to have one hell of a case. Because, you know, we can go over this again, but I don't think Giannis is going to win a third straight, no matter what the Bucks do from here on out. And they're rolling right now, and he's continuing to do it, put up the numbers he did. The Harden thing is fascinating. I don't think he's going to do it. Enough people will hold off, hold over his head how he left Houston. The poor Steven Silas and the Rockets losing 20 straight and all that. He's been amazing, amazing, amazing. I just don't think he gets it from a narrative uh, standpoint. So I think it's Jokic or Lillard's at, at this point with the injuries to Embiid and now LeBron. I don't know if I'm alone in that. Trey, is Jokic your front runner? Is there somebody else? Or can LeBron still win it if he comes back in? You know, he misses, what, five, six games. I guess it's possible, right? Uh, if the Lakers lose 10 straight, LeBron comes back and they win 10 straight, LeBron's going to be the favorite once again. Probably. Just like that. What a built-in narrative here. But, uh, yeah, for me right now, Jokic is the favorite. He's kind of been tiptoeing around being the favorite, mm-hmm. even without LeBron being injured. So if the Nuggets are able to put together a really strong second half of the season, I could see him certainly seizing the award. Uh, Giannis is making a run here. Lillard, like you're saying, Skeets could do the same thing if uh, if the Blazers are able to get into the top two in the Western Conference. Uh, the field seems completely wide open right now because the Nuggets just haven't been good enough as a team right now for Jokic to really be the front runner because yeah. his stats have him there as the front runner. It's just a matter of team success. If they're able to do that, he's going to really seize the reins here. But it's pretty crazy to think that in the space of one weekend, we went from uh, having locked up the rookie of the year race and maybe having a chance at the MVP race. I see, I was reading the athletics app on Friday. Jovan Buha was saying, this is how LeBron has already seized the MVP lead. <laughs> Suddenly he's out the very next day. So yeah, award races wide open right now. Good stuff. Yeah. I like that about the NBA injuries, bad news bears, but at least we got some races to talk about. Yeah. Tass, let's, let's go to the rookie of the year. Do you think uh, LaMelo ball not playing for the rest of the season? If that's the case, um, can he still win Rookie of the Year playing, what, 40, what do you get up to, 42 41. game, 41 games? Mm-hmm. Um, is that enough? Or can a guy like Anthony Edwards or somebody else steal it? Maybe a Wiseman. What do you think? I still think this is LaMelo Ball's award, even yeah. if it's just 41 of 72 games. I think the games matter less this season because of everything going on in the league. Guys are missing games all over the place. Now, this is sort of a conventional injury. Um, but uh, playing over half the games is enough. Uh, especially with uh, the lead he has over the field. I I think you still give it to him. I think he has impressed um, that much more than than other guys. Anthony Edwards uh, is going to be the the second-place guy, and if people don't want to give it to LaMelo Ball, I think Anthony Edwards will take the lead. Um, Depending what he does these last 30 games, but uh, I I think people have been moved by LaMelo Ball's play. I mean, that's just the way it is. He's he's just been so, so special, so... uh, I'm giving it to him if, if I'm an award winner. I don't think this is quite, um, you know, Joel Embiid uh, missing half a season and, and he should be, you know, the, the, the leader uh, as Rookie of the Year. I think this is, uh, this is his, man. This is his. He's, he's just too good. He was too good this season. Lee, you agree with that? I mean, can LaMelo still win Rookie of the Year? I know it depends a little bit on what Anthony Edwards yeah. does over the final 30 games. To me, it maybe just makes it a closer race. Because uh, Lamelo was going to be, you know, running away with it. Like he was going to probably get every single vote. Maybe he doesn't get that yeah. now. But what's your take? Well, in seven games in March, Anthony Edwards is shooting, averaging twenty six points per game. So if he can do that for the remainder of the season, I think sure. he can steal it for sure. I think Lamelo is is the favorite and should remain the favorite for now. But Anthony Edwards has played so impressively since you know, sort of late February and now into March that there is an opening for him. 
but he has to do it for the remainder of the season. And if the Wolves can put together a few more wins as well, I think that will help his case. We know that the wins don't really matter in the overall sense, but considering where the Wolves are and how they've been the worst team pretty much this season, if they were to string together some wins and his game was really impacting that, then I think that could help him, especially because Lamelo is likely not going to be playing again for this season. So I, I, I still have Lamelo as the favourite, but uh, Anthony Edwards has a chance down the stretch here for sure. Yeah, Trey, what do you think uh, as we wrap up the injury talk here before we move to some other losers of the weekend? Can Lamelo hold on to uh, win Rookie of the Year and, and just also the impact this has on the Hornets? I mean, this is pretty deflating. They were like everyone's like whatever second favorite team, sometimes the favorite team to watch in the league, uh, be- mainly because of Lamelo Ball and the way he plays. And and now you know they'll be hanging on for a for a playoff chance. I guess if you're a Bulls fan, you're maybe happy. Um, you know, you're battling them, but still sucks overall. Yeah, I was kind of shocked to hear you guys picking your Cinderellas. Uh, last weekend, I think you took the Raptors, the Hornets, and the Wizards, who are combined one and four against the Chicago Bulls. But that's all right. It's still time to hop on the bandwagon, guys. The Bulls wagon. I'm sure you've heard their back. Huge win last night. Nonetheless, um, this is Lamelo's award to lose to me still. And Tass, you mentioned Embiid and Malcolm Brogdon. I actually kind of think this is going to be a little bit more like last year's race. Uh, Zion and John ja Morant. John ja Morant obviously played a lot more games last season. Had a Rookie of the Year kind of season like a really incredible rookie season Zion was still the best rookie there was he just didn't play quite as many games and I think that that's going to be the case here with LaMelo and Anthony Edwards LaMelo is going to finish the season playing what 41 games Anthony Edwards has a chance here to make his case he's been playing incredibly he's going to get a ton of opportunity in the second half of the season as the Timberwolves uh commit to his development shall we say I still think LaMelo's going to win it because we saw the impact he has um, as a, in those first 41 games, changing the team, making them a team that everybody wants to watch because the on-court, off-court numbers are kind of weird. It's kind of weird that the yeah. Hornets are actually better when LaMelo is on the bench. Personally, I think that would change over the course of the second half of the season. Uh, they were a 500 team when he was a starter, 500 team when he was coming off the bench. So, yeah, I mean, I think the Hornets can survive. I think it can still make it into the playoffs but I think Anthony Edwards could make a run at Rookie of the Year. I think he'll come up short, but I think it's going to be a closer race than we're expecting. Yeah, I think so. Okay, so let's move on from, uh, again, disappointing news there with LeBron and LaMelo both being out for a significant time. Lee, let's go to you here. Uh, Who do you have for a loser of the weekend uh, moving away from the injuries? You sure you want to come to me? Here's yeah, I want to rip the Band-Aid off. We'll go back to Trey because I saw your answer, so let's just get to it now. Raptors, man. Eight in a row they've lost. Uh, And, well, Friday night, what a tough one to the Jazz. That was one of those wins that could have gotten them back on track, but instead they lose it. Pascal misses again a chance to send the game to overtime. So close to going in. They lose that game. And then uh, yesterday against the Cavs, that's that's the one that they needed to get back on track, and they couldn't even win that one. So uh, I've gone from now looking at the Raptors as a team that I thought could be a bit of a dark horse and and a team to watch out for in the second half of the season here, to now they might not even make the playoffs right now. They are uh, three and a half games back of the Hornets and Knicks for that seventh and eighth spot. But the way Toronto's playing is, uh, it's just demoralizing. Like they, they just seem to have lost that spark that they had earlier in the season. And now with Thursday's deadline coming up, this is the real question. Yeah. Does Masai Ujiri now decide, okay, this season is toast. Let's see what we can get for Kyle Lowry and perhaps Norman Powell as well. Uh, right. I don't think anyone else significant will be moved. Obviously not Pascal, OG or Fred. So what do the Raptors do here? Do they decide it's time to cash their chips in on those guys or at least one of them? 
or does uh, Masai Jiri sit, sit stand pat at the deadline and, uh, and and keep pushing through? I don't know. I mean, it's uh, it's weird to see the Raptors like just completely fall apart like this. They got their the ass handed to them on Sunday. They yes. made the fake comeback. Comeback. That's all it was. They got embarrassed by the Cavs. Yeah. Uh, the defense is completely, you know, AWOL. And they had excuses when they were missing all their guys, but their guys are all back now. Uh, and to, that's a brutal loss. Yeah. yeah, Taz, you were talking on what you need to know. You think it's time that Lowry, at least, maybe Norm too. Yeah, I guess you didn't really address that, but that maybe Lowry gets moved here. A lot of rumors uh, over the last, what, 24 hours from Shams and KOC saying the Heat want Lowry. The Sixers want Lowry. You know, there's a demand for him. And will the Masai Ujiri and Bobby Webster ultimately decide to uh, part ways with them? You, you think it, it could be happening here in the next couple of days? I know. I know it's crazy to think that the greatest Raptor of all time may be traded, but it, let's, let's be positive here on Monday. Maybe this is a blessing in disguise that the Raptors have lost eight straight. Maybe instead of them being a 6-7-8 seed going into the playoffs and not making it that far, this is a clear indicator that they just got to cash in on Kyle. K-I-O-K. Do it. <laughs> Now, uh, because uh, because it works both ways. Number one, they're friendly with Kyle. He said he's going to come back and he's going to retire as a Raptor. Mm -hmm. And also it works out for them. He's in the final year of a contract. Get something for him. You know, make their team better for the future because they're obviously not good enough, even though they're only five games out of being uh, in fourth for, with a home court advantage. That's, you know, that's, that's not crazy, you know, to think that the Raptors could get there and that the Hawks are going to fall off here on this West Coast trip and the Raps could jump up. I know, I know they've lost eight in a row, but, but still, in the Eastern Conference, they could look at it that way. Uh, but maybe this eight games is just a, an indicator that, man, we're just not going to be great in the playoffs. They would still be good. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think, uh, you know, beside Norman Powell, I think Kyle is, Kyle's the focus here, and everybody wants Kyle. Uh, yeah, as Sean's <laughs> saying, teams covet him. And so it's, it's time. It, it, because, you know, what are, are you going to wait for Kyle to be, you know, grandpa next year in 36 and 37? I, th I think with him saying, uh, you know, I'd be comfortable leaving, you know, only a couple of weeks ago, I think that's him telling the, the Raptors, uh, yeah, I, I, I legit – you know, don't necessarily have to be here the next couple months and then the next couple years, but I'll come back, you know, hang my banner. That's cool. Uh, we'll be buddies later on. But uh, right now, they're not winning a championship. And uh, I, I, I think that he knows that, uh, you know, they're looking out there for him. Now, Masai Ujiri is not going to trade him for anything. But right. um, like you said, Philadelphia, Miami, uh, who are really, really going for it as well. They have... You know, a treasure trove of, of assets there. They've got lots of assets to trade to the Raptors. So I think that deal could make sense. If you're the Raptors organization, Trey, and those two teams, Philly and Miami, are calling, which young player are you most intrigued by if you are Toronto and you are moving on from Lowry? Is it a Thibel? Is it a Hero? Duncan Robinson? Tyrese Maxey to go back to Philly? Like, is there, is there one name of that bunch or maybe even someone I'm missing that you're like, oh, yeah, okay. Okay, we can make something happen here. We obviously got to get the contracts in there and make it all work. But that young prospect and then a pick, maybe we, we're talking here. W where would you lean if these are real trades? Hero would be my number one target, no doubt about it. He struggled this season. He's not shooting very well from the field, not shooting well from three. He's been a bigger part of teams' scouting reports, obviously, after the way he was great in the bubble. I had him as my sixth man of the year. Has not panned out, mm -hmm. but he's still the guy who's got the highest, highest ceiling of all those players you mentioned between the Sixers and the Heat. I would also... 
I wouldn't be upset if I'm the Raptors getting a guy like Precious Achua in a trade as right. well. A guy on his rookie contract. Uh, the Heat really like him. They think he's going to be their next Bam out of bio. But you already got a Bam out of bio who plays a whole bunch. The Raptors could use a big guy, especially a young big guy, with those kind of athletic uh, skills and, and the defensive skills. That's something that they've really been missing. But I agree. I think it's 100% time to move on from Kyle Lowry. Masai Ujiri would be doing a disservice to the Raptors if he let that expiring contract expire on the Raptors without bringing somebody back. Like Tass is saying, K-I-O-K, cash in on Kyle. (laughs) The time is now because the Raptors basically have five and a half good players. That's not enough to win, even in the Eastern Conference. They got lucky against the Celtics last year to go to seven games in the second round. Even Eric Kareen is saying on The Athletic that it's time to trade Kyle Lowry. Once he's ready to move on, you know it's time. Yeah, anything uh, to add to the Raptors here, Lily, with them moving on from possibly Kyle or Norman Powell? Yeah, well, well, I think considering he's in such demand, I think the Raptors could leverage a young player and some sort of draft pick as well out of it. Because if you're... If you're uh, you're calling up Pat Riley and saying, listen, this, we're going to trade him to the Sixers unless you give us Tyler Hero and one of your draft picks. You know, right. so if yeah, that's it's what true. It's to- nice that both of these teams are, you know, rumored teams are in the Eastern Conference, near the top of the Eastern Conference. And it's like, yeah. not only do you get Kyle Lowry if you make that trade, but you do prevent him from possibly going to another team. You're right. If yeah. all of this is true. Yeah. So I, th- I think they are in a good position like that. And if you can get uh, that young asset and then, you know, draft pick as well, I, I think you have to do that if the Raptors are. And I think, I think Tyler Hero would be the number one guy you would try to get back. But after that, maybe a tieball from uh, Philadelphia. I think he's, a, he's shown some good promise there both ways but uh you want to you want to just work these teams against each other and also call up the clippers and say hey do you want kyle lowry i mean you guys need a point guard what have you got if they don't have Nothing. tons, they don't got a lot <laughs> they don't have tons but it, it's it doesn't hurt for you to just tell the heat and the sixes listen we're talking to the clippers as well so uh give us your best offers and, and and go from there because i think that's uh that's where they stand right now that kyle lowry they want to send him to a team that needs a guy an experienced guy who's a contending team and I think all three of those that I mentioned believe they are. Hmm. All right. Trey, who do you have for a loser of the weekend? My loser of the weekend, also an Eastern Conference team, the Miami Heat. couple losses over the weekend. Uh, we had Duncan Robinson tell us on Friday, Skeets, it's hard to beat the same team twice playing in these baseball series. Yeah. He pulled a DeMontis Sabonis. But unfortunately for Duncan Robinson, that helped the Pacers figure out how to beat the Heat two different ways. Miami smizzacked on Friday. Indiana made 23s. The Heat made nine. Blowout win for the Pacers on Sunday. Heat lost in overtime. They made nine threes again. Tyler Hero, Jimmy Butler, they both both missed tying threes in the last minute. Three straight losses for Miami. Three straight games with single-digit three-pointers. They're still doing all right in the standings. They're 15-8. and with Jimmy Butler in the lineup since he returned. That's good. That's top four winning percentage in the Eastern Conference. The defense looks good. They're up to fifth in defensive efficiency. Not a problem there. The problem's on offense. They're still 25th on offense, and it comes down to two things. They're not making threes. Duncan Robinson has fallen back to earth this year. He's still a good shooter, shooting over the league average, but he was shooting like 45% last year. That's a major drop-off. Tyler Hero, I mentioned, struggling this year. And Kelly Olynyk not shooting well enough when that's basically all you're getting from Kelly Olenek. The other part of it, they don't get to the free throw line as much as they did last year. First in the league in 2019, 20 in free throw right there. Ninth this year, Jimmy doing his part again. He would be top five in free throw attempts if he qualified. But Goran Dragic is just not having the impact that he had last season. They are ripe for a trade. Tass has mentioned it a bunch of times. They never really 
replaced Jay Crowder last year. That's why Kelly Olynyk is their starter. They could upgrade him. They could upgrade Kendrick Nunn, I think. That's why you're getting these Kyle Lowry rumors. He fits perfectly there. And LaMarcus Aldridge is another guy who I think would be good for the Heat just to be a tall guy out there who can still stretch the court. And I think he'll probably give you a little bit more than a Linux can, though maybe that's a wash. Nonetheless, the Heat just need some offense. They got to figure out something uh, to be able to score because they just don't have the margin for error right now. They're not going to be the best three-point shooting team in the league. Yeah, it's crazy that they're 29th in the league yeah. in three-point percentage. When they have like guys like you've gone through there that are good three-point shooters, like Duncan Robinson, good sure. hero, good Iguodala, you know, even you know, in his spot minutes, Kelly Olynyk usually decent. Like it's it's nuts when they just go on these cold spells. That's why I got Wayne Ellington going back to Miami at some Wayne. point. Wayne, second round pick for Wayne Ellington going to Detroit. That's my one of my crazy trade deadline predictions uh, from last night's show, but. Yeah, heater, heater, a good one. Uh, and for those, yeah, Trey said it there. We were talking to Duncan Robinson on uh, Friday's uh, Top Shot Twitch, where we had uh, Jared Jeffries on too, sharing Michael Jordan stories. Wow. That was a a lot of fun. Yeah, remember Jared Jeffries, Leland? Yeah, great guy, big fisherman. Awesome. This guy's own fishing uh-huh, shop. Trey's gonna why. go on it at some point. Him and Trey must have been just talking uh, talking bass all the talking time. Talking jigs, yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was great. Um, so okay, Miami Heat. Loser of the weekend. Uh, people in the stream team are saying Aaron Gordon has demanded a trade out. I don't know. Well, how he's asked for a trade. Oh, okay. he, asked <laughs> he just asked for a trade. I thought that's been going on for a while. Yeah. Okay. Well, Aaron- Jared Weiss and Sam Amick reported that he has requested a trade. <laughs> okay. The he's officially requested the trade. Uh, newsflash: We've been trying to trade you for uh, for the last couple of weeks, probably. Okay, that's good. That that makes my one prediction. Also, I feel a little more confident in Aaron Gordon is being moved. Where does he end up? Uh, we're going to find out in the next couple of days here. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Terms or restrictions apply. Let's move to NBA weekend winners. Taz, why don't you get us started? Who's your winner of the weekend? Well, the Nets got a really good rotation player, and his name is Blake Griffin. I think we can uh, sort of change the way we think about Blake Griffin these days, but he because he is he's gone from yeah superstar to now thirty two year old role player, and he's not demanding that he starts. He just came into his first game with uh, with the Brooklyn Nets and just played defense. This is not something you think of uh, with Blake Griffin, but one of his first possessions played Bradley Beal straight up and blocked him. And I think you can oh. uh, you can uh, probably wait for or, or, or see that happening game to game to game because, uh, you know, Blake Griffin in his superstar role played a ton of minutes and wasn't a defensive type guy. Uh, but I think everybody that comes to Brooklyn just buys in 
And uh, I think he's going to be, you know, a, a pretty solid defensive guy, even though that's not been his reputation whatsoever. And you cut his minutes in half from what he's used to playing. He doesn't have to carry a team. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to see a, a different type of guy. It's just it's in the water in Brooklyn. Everybody comes in and plays their ass off. And so, yeah, there wasn't anything spectacular from uh, Blake Griffin's debut. But as a coach, as Steve Nash, you, you say, whoa, you came in and you took a charge in the chesticles, you made a block, you played hard all over the floor, you made our bench unit look strong, and then you came in in the second half and you played the five, which he could end games with, uh, with the rest of the, you know, the big three plus Joe Harris, and he got a dunk for oh, once. Oh, he got a dunk. Yeah. We called it. We said first game with Brooklyn, he's dunking it. Everybody's saying he hasn't dunked in years. It has been 14, no, 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 let me do math, uh, 16 months, whatever it is, since he had an NBA dunk. He, he is an athletic body. He is not a guy who just, <laughs> who just uh, runs up and down the floor. He can get up. He's, it's clear he can play basketball. And so if you cut his minutes in half, and uh, I just think he's just a unique player in that he can go from superstar to role player. You know, it's only one game. But uh, I think he can buy into just being a, a, another guy on the team. I, I don't think he's going to be one of those guys that's you know doesn't work out in that role. So all good in Brooklyn, man. They just got deeper. I, 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 I truly, I truly believe that he he'll come off the bench the rest of the year, and then he'll come in and play some key fourth quarter minutes, and he, he's just going to help out uh, because everybody, you know, from James Harden to Kyrie Irving to him to Durant, everybody's working on the defensive end when they need to. I think they're all uh, buying into to being a championship team. And they're likely not done, too, by all accounts, right? I mean, Andre Drummond, rumored if a buyout happens with Cleveland, he could go there. I guess he has his option to go to the Lakers or to the Nets. And then, of course, there's Aldridge still, a possible uh, buyout guy, Gorgie Jang, something like that. They might, get, they might get another big here at the buyout yeah. market. Three-time NBA champion JaVale McGee might JaVale, join them. It's yeah. possible, yeah. There's another one there. So, yeah, anything to add there, Lily, to Blake's debut, you know, in a Just win the over dunk. the Wizards? He hadn't dunked all season long. He made one basket. It was a dunk. Yeah. I mean, come on, Blake. <laughs> come on, mate. <laughs> I mean, let's not go overboard. It wasn't like he was a Mozgov and somebody here. It was yeah, but are you telling me he couldn't dunk. dunk once in Detroit this season? Not yeah. even once. He was and he trying not to get hurt. Waiting yeah. to get to a good team. Yeah. NBA <laughs> players like playing on teams that actually matter. You want to get rejuvenated, go play for a 500 team. P.J. Tucker is going to shoot 90% from three this season uh, now with the Bucks. It's ridiculous, uh, but I love it. I love it. I love uh, that the concerns for the Nets were that they weren't going to have any depth as if they weren't going to be able to add guys easily. Now they're getting Blake Griffin. We'll see if he turns out to be anything for the remainder of the season. But after one game, to get a dunk in your first game, hilarious. Just a hilarious start for Blake Griffin in the Basquiat uniforms. I've always wanted to see that guy wearing Basquiat. Man, the Nets, though. Look at this roster. They've played 24 players already this season. That's ridiculous. They could be going for 30, depending on how buyouts go. Iman Shumpert, he's a net. Remember that? Weird stuff. Weird stuff. Nick Claxton's been good for them too. He's uh, (laughs) he's just cashing in his chips. It's been great. So, yeah. I will say I was a little uh, taken aback by the number two for Blake Griffin. You know, just, uh, mm. he's had never been a single-digit guy, right? He was, mm-hmm. uh, you know, two's always included in his number, but it's, like, just weird to go from the double-digit. What was he, 32 and 23? Was that yeah, he was 23 yeah. in Detroit. Yeah, yeah uh, to just the two. You're like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, well, you brought you, you slipped in P.J. Tucker there, Trey. Uh, you know, a little mini 
winner of the weekend for me because he made his Bucks debut on Saturday in a win versus the Spurs. Small ball center, P.J. Tucker, that's what he does. Did it in Houston. He's doing it already in Milwaukee. Three rebounds, one block. Uh, good old 0 for 1 from 3 in 13 minutes, but he actually contributed in this game. Uh, at the start of the fourth, when Giannis is off, they went Forbes, Holiday, Lopez, Middleton, and then Tucker, and we're trying to just basically switch everything one through five. And I think where this really helps them is the quotes you were hearing from the other Bucks players after this game about P.J. Tucker. Again, I just read you the box score. I mean, he basically did a whole bunch of nothing. Uh, but don't tell them that because this is what they said. Middleton about Tucker. He's ready to compete at the highest level. He wants it. Giannis, we need somebody that's going to be loud all the time. They all kept talking about just how vocal P.J. Tucker is uh, on defense, despite having one practice with the team. And then, of course, just this one game. And then Holiday said, we feel like, honestly, we have a really good chance of winning it all. Man, if, if all this P.J. Tucker uh, move did for the Bucks was, like, fire up these other guys in uh, their star players, then, geez, off to a great start, again, with, with the victory over the Spurs. And you can see how he's going to help. Like, I'm excited, I'll tell you, if we can get, like, a Bucks, obviously, Sixers series or a Bucks net series. There's going to be some battles here because, uh, like, these reinforcements that uh, both all these squads are getting, and, and like we talked about, maybe the Sixers aren't done too. So, yeah, Lee, I don't know if you uh, saw P.J. Tucker helping out there in his 13 minutes, but makes sense on that team. Yeah, and on the broadcast, they said apparently P.J. and Giannis, when they saw each other, they said, thank God I don't have to go against you anymore. Right, they were both sure. uh, <laughs> glad to be uh, on the same team for a change. But yeah, I think this is a, a pretty good pickup for them because, yeah, he didn't obviously have to shoot or score all that much. He didn't score at all, in fact, on Saturday night. But he's going to get those threes. He's going to be tough. He's going to play defense, and he's going to be a smart guy to have out on the floor. So it's a very strong addition there for Milwaukee. And uh, yeah, I think they, they did the right thing by going out, giving up a little bit to get him, but I think that's worth it. Ultimately, he's going to uh, improve that team, uh, especially late in games as well. He's going to be on the floor, so uh, I like that for Milwaukee. Yeah, they just sort of need, it feels like, a, a tough SOB like yes. Tucker, especially defensively. Just a guy talking, playing that Garnett role, like barking at everyone. Move, rotate, we're doing this. Like, again, one game, all these guys with these comments. I know it's like the new guys here, you want to make them feel good, but... He had an impact in very limited minutes, and he's only going to get more. So that's a, a mini winner of the weekend there for the Bucks, getting P.J. Tucker looking good in his debut. Lee, winner of the weekend, where are you going? So I'm going with Chris Paul, who last night became the sixth player uh, in NBA history to hit the 10,000 assist mark. Uh, he's only about 2,000 away from Jason Kidd for second all-time, which works out to be around 220 to 230 regular season games based on his career average of Ooh. nine and about 9.4, 9.5 a game. That's a lot still. It's still a lot, um, but I think he's got enough. I think he's got at least another two good seasons left in him, and then he's going to be close enough. He might just go for it because he could also catch Jason Kidd for second on steals as well. He's about 400 behind. His career average is 2.2, but that's down to about one and a half the last couple of seasons, so we might need uh, a few extra games to get him there. But I think if he really wants to, he could finish second all-time. We know he's a Hall of Fame lock anyway, but here's the thing. I think Chris Paul would trade in 5,000 assists and 1,000 steals for a healthy hamstring in the 2018 Western Conference Final. <laughs> Did you, uh, I mean that, I mean that because, <laughs> because I think that Chris Paul now is, is in that sort of Steve Nash, Tracy McGrady bracket of like, we may never see him in the finals. Yeah. Uh, and he 
is unlikely to win a championship, certainly this season, and he's unlikely to win one as the best player on a team anyway, no matter what happens after this season. And I believe in 2018, they were 3-2 three to, three up on the Warriors when he popped his hamstring there in Game 5. I think they do go on to win that series, and then I think they beat the Cavs in the finals. That's just my you know, my belief that what would have happened mm-hmm. and how things would be different for not just him, but of course for uh, James Harden as well. If they both had a championship, who knows who wins a finals MVP? Maybe, you know, could have been either one, but that's not important, really. It's more about those two guys, you know, potentially winning a championship together. And Chris Paul, you know, for me, I have him in that, you know, top five to top seven all time best point guards. Uh, I think he's better than guys like Gary Payton, John Stockton, even though Stockton has the records. I think Chris Paul's a better overall point guard than those guys. Mm hmm. But it's more likely than not that we won't ever get to see him in the finals. And, uh, and that sucks because I, uh, I think he deserves to be there. And I'd love to have seen him in that moment because he had some uh, games where he, he blew it for his teams. But he also had some clutch moments as well. And uh, it's just, it, it, you know, for a guy who's going to finish with that, uh, you know, with those two records in cl- close being second all time in steals and assists to have never made the finals um, is going to kind of suck for him. So, you know, if they can somehow pull it off this season, that'd be fantastic. I just don't think they can get quite that far. And he's still, look, he's still in good shape. Like, he was a guy who had a lot of uh, soft tissue injuries throughout his career, but he's changed his diet, and he's actually been one of the most uh, durable players the last couple of seasons. He, He hasn't had those same sort of injuries that he's had. So I think he has been able to extend his career. Um, and I think he can play, like he's 35, I think now. I think he can play up until, and he turns 36 soon. I think he can play up to, you know, 39, 40. Obviously, at that point, I, I guess his um, impact is, is dropping off and his minutes are dropping off. But I think he can still be a decent uh, backup point guard uh, later in his career and, and get those numbers. But yeah. um, It'll be interesting know, to see if he joins a team later in his career here to try and win a title like if yeah. he is a guy that's like the seventh or eighth guy on the squad well and the, awesome. the other thing you know, i mentioned there the rockets but of course you can go back to when he was traded to the lakers and then david stern said no you're not you're going instead to uh well he didn't say you're going to the clippers instead but he but he, he avoided <laughs> that trade <laughs> yeah. so um again how things could have been different if he played with kobe and potentially won a championship you know that would be 10 seasons ago now the, the, like just the whole story about chris paul could change completely because, uh, yeah. like I say, no one doesn't have him in the Hall of Fame. He's, he's absolutely a certainty to go there. But he never quite got to the finals as the uh, number one guy. And um, I'm well, disappointed hey man, the, sun, the sun's are rolling here. Hey, maybe, maybe this is the year. Uh, I mean, it would wild. be incredible if he did it oh this God. year of his career. But uh, I just don't think so. Don't yeah. think okay. he can get there. I had a little trivia question off of that mm. uh, 10,000th assist from Chris Paul. Uh, beauty assist too. Uh, yeah. you know, nice one to get for your 10,000th there. A little uh, pick and roll action with DeAndre Eaton throwing him the lob. Can you name the top five assist connections in Chris Paul's career? The five guys. I, there's a top 10, but I, we don't need to go all the way here. Uh, Mike Tyson Chandler. Tyson Chandler. Um, no, Tyson Chandler's actually, uh, uh, looks like he's six or seven. Well, Blake oh, has so to be there. Blake, and Blake is number one. 1,157 yeah. uh, assists from Chris Paul to Blake Griffin made baskets. Yeah, number one, Blake. DeAndre. DeAndre's a good one. DeAndre Jordan is fourth, guys. 574. JJ Redick. That's third. 634. Nice. One pretty obvious one that I thought you guys maybe would say. David by West. West. David West yeah. is second. 1,120. I thought this fifth guy, and we'll end it there was the most interesting one because I'd sort of forgotten. I, I guess I'd forgotten how long they sort of played together. He was a bucket. Um, Stojakovic? Yeah. Really? He's a fifth. Wow. Yeah. Again, a little surprising. A little bit to me. 429. And then 
Rasul Butler, Tyson Chandler, Jamal Crawford, Matt Barnes, and Karam. Rasul Butler? Yeah. <laughs> nice. That would have been, been a very difficult Setting one. the table. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, good stuff there from Chris Paul 10,000. We'll see how many he can ultimately get to. Trey, let's go to you. Winner of the weekend, man. Oh, easy winner of the weekend. Skeetsy, huge game for the Spurs. Keldon Johnson in a win on Friday. 23 points, but more importantly, 21 rebounds. JD, roll that beautiful beef footage. Keldon Johnson had 21 rebounds. That's a lot of roast beef. He's six foot five. Shortest beefer yet. No dunks. We love roast beef, which is rebounds. Unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Well, braised short rib for you right there. <laughs> 11 offensive rebounds for Keldon Johnson this game. Nine second chance points. He's the first spur with a 2020 game since Tim Duncan in 2013. The guy's listed as a guard. He was basically playing the four in this game, lining up under the basket on free throw attempts. He was underneath the hoop constantly, really Bruce Browning out there, driving to the hoop, throwing it against the glass, knocking it in like Tim Duncan. Nonetheless, even if he is a guard, if he's a forward, whatever you want to call him, shortest B for this season, first guard with a big beef. The first guard since who? With 20 rebounds. Ooh. Westbrook? Yeah. Westbrook is a little bit ago. Doncic? Like Doncic, yeah, exactly. Oh, Doncic wow. last year had a 20-rebound game. Shea Gilgis-Alexander also had a 20-rebound game, as you guys know. Uh, Westbrook had two 20-rebounds. Ben Simmons won. Prior to that, a 20-rebound game by a guard hadn't been done since 1990. Only five times from 69, nice, to 1996 times, though, since 2018. Holy. It's crazy stuff. Bigger guys, they're the lead ball handler now. Obviously, Keldon Johnson's not a lead ball handler for the Spurs, but that's why you're seeing these guards get these 20 rebound games. This is a great one, though. Very cool to see a guy that small just, like, dominating inside, getting off his feet faster than anybody else, slapping the ball up there, just bodying the big dudes. Love it. How many did uh, Josh Hart get this season earlier? He was, he was 17. 17. Uh, he was flirting with it. Yeah, he's like 6'5", too, isn't he? Yeah, wow. 21 rebounds. That is insane. They got a lot of Spurs fans wondering if Keldon Johnson is the best young Spurs player on that team, Lee. Whoa, baby. They got some talent, but uh, he has been really impressive, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got a couple mini weekend winners here for you guys. Tobias Harris, quickly. Sixers picked up two wins this weekend. They crushed the Kings, uh, and then they squeaked out a victory over the Knicks in overtime on Sunday. But Tobias Harris, best player on the floor versus Sacramento. Shot 12 of 18, 29 points. He hit the glass. He had eight assists. Uh, there's no Joel Embiid in both of these wins. No Ben Simmons in that one. Tobias Harris, I'm an all-star, remember he told everybody. You know, honestly, playing like it. And then he followed that up um, on Sunday versus the Knicks. It was a little uglier. He did not shoot well. But he made the two clutch free throws lately with about five seconds left in overtime. Bit of a questionable foul call. I don't know if you saw it, Lee. Julius Randle called for pushing Tobias Harris in the back. Definitely got his arm on him. You know, do you do you want the referees to swallow the whistle there in overtime in a one-point game? Maybe you do. But I'll give Tobias Harris credit for putting himself in that position. 
to get the whistle. I mean, he flashed to the rim. This was like, I guess it was Shake Milton little runner attempt. And Tobias Harris, everybody, all eyes are on Shake, and Tobias Harris just sort of darted in there, got to the rim, and then, again, a little contact from Randall, and he got the whistle, and then he still had to step to the line and knock him down, Lily, and he did. So Tobias Harris, I mean, Sixers improved to 30-13. and 13. Uh, It's their eighth win in their last 10 games. And and again, no Joel Embiid and and no Ben for one of those. So a little love to Tobias Harris. What did you think of the call there on Randall? Yeah, it's a tough tough one. Uh, Julius Randall didn't have a good week with the referees, but (laughs) uh, that's the way it goes. But yeah, look, Tobias Harris, uh, when he goes five for 18, does he sort of say to the crowd afterwards, okay, maybe I'm not at all star after all. Hey, how dare you? (laughs) Who made the clutch free throws, Lee? Yeah, no, look, he's good. But uh, the thing is, I want to see him do this stuff in the playoffs. This sure, is when I sure. really want to see him step up because he's got the talent uh, and he can he can sort of fill in the void a little bit there. Obviously, they're waiting for Embiid to come back, but I want consistency and I want to see late-game execution from him because uh, that's that's why I think there's a there's a bit of a fringe for him because it's like, is he good or is he just does he sort of cash in when they, they're going up against uh, inferior opponents? That That's the question sometimes with him. Another mini winner of the weekend. To the Friday night highlights... Tass, I wanted to ask you, what was your favorite Friday night highlight out of Luca's crazy dime where he like threw it over his head and sort of kept his hand up like a follow through, which was pretty special. He had another one in that game too. John Morant's 360 layup. Oh, very smooth, very top shotty. Uh, my man TK knows. Or Jamal Murray's clutch three there versus the Bulls. A little sidestep to the corner. Boom, let's get it into overtime where the Nuggets pulled out the victory. If you had to pick between those three, which one are you going with? Oh, well, me, probably the wrong guy to ask. I take Fridays off. Uh, it was a long, <laughs> long week. Wasn't really watching much Friday. But, of course, yeah, the Luca Flair wins. Ooh, that was yeah. nice. Yeah. yeah. You, Lee, you, are we going to see that in very solid play? Like, what are you going to do with that one? I can't. I can't. I don't think that's it's too, too sexy. sexy. You um, even admit that's too sexy. Because okay. you don't often see a guy leave it hanging for a pass like that. Yeah, but no. that, <laughs> You know, that was, uh, that was kind of as well um, the guy who shows up to the pickup run who's just a real dick the first night he plays and he does all that sort of show off stuff and people actually don't like him because it's like what are you doing you're just passing it out but i'm just happy that tim hardaway <laughs> hit that shot right because otherwise it would have been like oh how do you blow that but uh yeah he, he put on a show luca um oh the jamarant uh spin was as smooth i as love a 360 any. layup oh, oh my god it was nice goodness was me very- that was smooth um <laughs> people want me to put that in very solid plays i'm like i can't just put what? one guy's moving i mean maybe i can who cares who knows we'll see what happens on friday <laughs> it's not solid that it's the opposite of solid <laughs> you know it starts with that rule smooth only starts one with, rule with the very solid plays of the week what's there the are no rules oh there are no rules okay it's like uh, yeah it's like fight club somehow uh all right and then uh final winner of the weekend too the wedgies guys oh my goodness the wedgies were coming fast and furious in the ncaa march madness tournaments and in the nba we had a friday night here nets magic that's fournier sticking it there on the layup and we followed it up on saturday oh chevy tracks from the corner oh, yeah. pj washington what a bounce wedgie that's holy incredible. moly cool that's one that's cool rare one. that is very rare and then we were done late on sunday night Yes, the Mavericks-Blazers game. It was a snooze fest. Luka and the Mavs killed the Blazers, but in the fourth quarter, we had the wedgie whisperer, Lamar Hurd, on the call. And, of course, the Blazers come through, presenting another wedgie for us. we got to hear this one. Simons going to go by Green, and we have a wedgie. Got to be a record this season. 
Well, follow WendyTracker.com because they're keeping track of everything going on. No, I'm dead serious. There's a count. There's a live count going on to find out. Man, I, hey, I'll go hey, check right now. I'm just going to say, I'm just gonna say, thank goodness a basketball-minded person got that URL before anybody else at WedgieTracker.com. So Let's Zamar see. looks that up at the moment. Currently at 33 wedgies, <laughs> on pace for 62. Now that's a big number this season. You get 62 of those. Now do they have historical records? Would this be a record? Or is it I like the so. uh, block stat that didn't start until a certain year? Well, you know what's not fair to WedgieTracker.com, mm -hmm. and I know Dunn's friends, is the reduced games this season. Yes. Imagine this pace. So many more wedgies, Lamar, if we had 10 extra games like we normally do at 82. Well, you got the play-in games. You do. So those are some extra opportunities. Yes. Playoffs. Do they track stats in the playoffs? I don't know. Okay. You have to ask your friends over at No Dunks. If playoff wedgies count. Do, and do they count for more? Because uh, you got to show up on the big stage <laughs> in order to garner that, that real respect. This is unbelievable. The Too Blazers good. broadcast of uh, Jordan Kent and our guy Lamar Hurd going for over a minute on the, during the game talking about wedgies, giving a shout-out to WedgieTracker.com, which we're showing you here on the stream team. You know, when Lamar was looking it up, it was at 33, but of course we're adding this one. We're now at 34. The pace is 63. And Task, you know, they're, they're asking a lot of great questions <laughs> there on the broadcast. <laughs> the playoff wedgies, obviously the reduced season. I mean, just... This is that's a record. That's the longest anyone's ever talked about a wedgie on the broadcast. That so you can lock that in <laughs> on a broadcast for sure. Yeah, yeah. Thank, <laughs> thank God for garbage time. No, actually, yeah. they make it made it a very interesting conversation. Jordan Kent, very funny comment saying that thank God an NBA minded person <laughs> bought yeah. up wedgietracker.com first. And yeah, we got to put uh, the fact that there was 50 plus wedgies in the season, we got to put the record season up there on wedgietracker.com. So when Lamar Hurd goes there, he right. knows that we have hit 50 in the modern day era. And we're going to get to 60 despite having lost so many games this season. It don't matter. And yeah, we, we count uh, playoffs. Of course we do. But yeah. not more than one, Lamar. That'd be cheating. That'd be straight <laughs> cheating. So yeah, we're on pace. Can't believe it. I just uh. can't believe it. In the season with reduced games. Wild. It's, it's wild. The Friday, Saturday, Sunday night wedgies in the NBA. And how many, Trey, were happening in, in March Madness? I, f I saw people tweeting at us and, and on Instagram, like, uh, both in men's and women's, I think. There may have been. I want to say there was, like, another three or four over the weekend. There was definitely a bunch, and the the big one was an Iron Eagle wedgie mm. call, yes. right? I in mean, overtime, I think. Yeah, in yeah. overtime. Outside of Lamar Hurd getting to call a wedgie during a 40-point blowout at the free throw line. Ian Eagle calling a wedgie is a pretty legendary thing. Yeah. You know, I feel like there are probably some sort of regulations where you can't reference an NBA podcast on an NCAA broadcast. <laughs> the old podcast broadcast <laughs> conundrum. Uh, but yeah, you know, the balls are sticking this year. Balls are sticking. Less fans in the stands. What does that mean? Does that have any effect on the wedgies? Apparently so. They're sticking like crazy. Yeah, it's it's uh it's just unbelievable the pace we are on right now. You're right, Tess. I love that idea. We got to get up the at least uh, 51 right all time uh, record to, to show that would be smart. We got to add that to Wedgie Tracker. It'd be nice if Do there was it. a little Easter egg on the WedgieTracker.com. Is it 51 or 54? I can never remember. It's 51. No, it's 51. You're yeah, right. Okay. You're right. Yeah. No, I was I was gonna ask JD. 
if he's out there in the wilderness. Do we have that 50 banner still, JD? Wow. Does somebody oh, have that? That's a good Ooh. question. Ooh. I bet we do. Uh, we must. We yeah. must have it. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't it's go that be in far. a box. No, I think yeah, it's in a box. It's in a box. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's in a box. box. The banner's in a box. Yeah, I, w- I was going to say we need a little Easter egg on WedgieTracker.com. I don't know where you would place it, but a little secret spot. Like you could click on it, you could see me getting a wedgie from Shaq. Uh, mm-hmm. Make, make, yeah. make uh, Jordan Kent very happy there. Um, so great stuff from Lamar and Jordan Kent and the Blazers. Who? How many have they delivered this year? Crazy. I, mean, six. I think it's six. Six? Wow. It's, it's, it's wild. Weird. Keep it up, guys. Keep it up. <laughs> Selling a little? Yeah. Cha-ching. Or a lot? <laughs> Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling savory sausages or offering ostentatious oddities, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. No matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the United States, and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way, because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash nodunks, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash no dunks now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash no dunks. Been doing a bunch of retirement planning stuff lately. So I've had documents flying in and out the mailbox. A lot of signatures, both analog and digital. A lot of phone calls, a lot of stamps. Got to get my long-term future straight. Yeah. Let me tell you, Skeets. The things we build our future around are the things worth protecting. Making an estate plan now means gaining security of your assets and peace of mind for you and your loved ones. Watch your assets. With Trust and Will, you can create and manage a custom estate plan starting at just $199. Go to trustandwill.com slash nodunks for 10% off plus free document shipping. Trust and Will's website is simple to use and the process is straightforward. In no time, you'll have peace of mind that your assets and wishes are secure with easy access and control of your estate planning. Each will or trust is state-specific and customized to your needs, whether it be care wishes, nomination guardians, final arrangements, or power of attorney. It's easy to ensure your family and loved ones avoid lengthy, expensive legal proceedings or the state deciding what happens to your assets. Secure your assets and protect your loved ones with trust and will. Get 10% off plus free shipping of your estate plan documents by visiting trustandwill.com slash nodunks. That's 10% off and free shipping at trustandwill.com slash nodunks. Okay, <laughs> let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mmm, Tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. Tweet of the Night 
comes from Mina Kimes, who had a great tweet going around on the weekend. I guess on Sunday she put it up there. And it's just a just a fun question. What's the stupidest injury you've ever occurred? She said, I'll go first. I popped my jaw last week by brushing my teeth too vigorously. Wow. It still hurts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is crazy. Mina. Um, but... I thought I could ask you guys this and everybody in the stream team. I, I think, Trey, you did uh, you respond. So why don't you share sort of what your story was, the, the craziest, stupidest injury you ever had? Yeah, sophomore year of high school, we went to the state basketball championship in Peoria, Illinois. An exciting time for Plano, Illinois. Exciting time for me until I broke my wrist playing in an inflatable funhouse, going down the slide head first, and our offensive guard landed right on me. Mm. Broke my wrist right before the tournament, oh. also right before the baseball season. Oh. Not great, not great. Haven't been back in a funhouse since. I'm wow. boycotting them for the rest of my life. Got to save these uh, these wrists. Oh, so it sounds like uh, sounds like your guard was a little reckless. No wonder you don't like guys. Uh, guys that <laughs> That's right. That's right. Come on. All over the place. Oh, Ryan Romy, one of the dirtiest high school football <laughs> players you'll ever meet. This guy was a menace out there. That wow. guard is offensive. That's... So he was an offensive guard in high school, but he was also a dirty football player. Interesting. He could uh, do it all, man. Uh, he was not a ba- he was not a basketball player when I say uh, offensive uh, guard. Uh, oh, offensive guard. A lineman, a big old strong <laughs> lineman. Oh, but you were in a basketball <laughs> tournament, or you were it was a football tournament. No, we were there for basketball. Oh wow, we were we. I was not good enough to be playing skeets. I was oh, not okay, good okay. enough to be playing for the team. Our team was great. We went to support them. We were having a great time. Oh, Instead, I, gotcha. I ended up missing the games because I was at a hospital with one of my friend's dads. Wow. <laughs> not fun. Not fun. But shout oh. out to Steve Dexter for taking me to the hospital and missing uh, the biggest moment in Plano basketball history. Oh, goodness. <laughs> uh, that's a good one. Uh, Lee, I mean, I assume you got a stupid injury to share, no? <laughs> well, mine's not so much an injury as, a, as a much stupidity that I ended up in hospital. Uh, it was summer. I was about 20 and we played cricket in the summer. And uh, on the Friday night before, me and a few friends went out boozing until like five o'clock in the morning. Woke up and uh, I remember mum saying to me, like, you should drink some water before you go. It's going to be like 40 degrees Celsius today. And I'm like, yeah, mum, I'll be okay. It was so hot that day. Uh, and I drank a little bit of water, but I left it too late. And I started dehydrating and I basically <laughs> collapsed on the ground. And, uh, you know, everyone's like, ah, get up, get up. You're being a wuss. And I'm like, nah, I'm feeling really bad. And I started vomiting everywhere. Anyway, they took me to hospital. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I had to go on a drip in the hospital. And the, and the, ner- and the nurse there was like, uh, like, did you just not drink any water at all today? Like, why not? Even if you weren't hungover, you should have been drinking water. And I was right. just like, yeah, I'll be okay, you know. But, uh, yeah, oh, man, what an ugly feeling that was. Like, I tried to have a pee at one stage. And I barely could get anything out. And then it was all like syrupy when it did come out. That's just how dry it was. It was gross. Okay. okay. Yeah. It's, it's still early, man. <laughs> syrupy. <laughs> all, all of your injuries sustained from not drinking water. You had the uh, the IV Vegas drip as well. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. I've got to drink more water. Trapped man. wind. So, yeah. Got to hydrate. All right. Uh, Dehydration. Tess, we know we know your like your your infamous injury, mm. the rounding third base there in a softball game, mm. and, and down goes Tess. The femur gets cracked. But is there, you know, I, I don't know. That's not really stupid. You, you're just rounding third base. It's unfortunate. Is there something else that's maybe like, oh, what? Well, well, that was all my fault. That was really dumb. Yeah, yeah. I guess um, 
I guess that injury could be looked at as stupid if you're talking slang. That injury was stupid. But uh, uh, I, I don't really have a really stupid... I'm sure there no? are some plenty. I just I just don't have the capacity to look back. Mainly uh, because I'm on allergy meds right now. And I think Uh-oh. my next oh. injury is going to be sustained while on this medication. Because uh, for 39 years of my life, not an allergy in sight. Didn't have one. And now I'm taking these just, just regular allergy meds. But man, they make me drowsy. Wow. Uh, so I'm going down hard. I, I could not get out of bed. I could not get out of bed today. It's just this this stuff makes you so drowsy. I was wearing my blue light glasses last night. My my winkers were falling asleep behind those glasses. Just sitting there. It was early. But I was I was trying to, too much pollen out here. Way too much pollen out here. So I'm on these 39 years. I, I, every single time, you know, you go to the doctor. You have any allergies? Nah. Latex? Nah. Nothing. Now and you have to all say, of a yeah, sudden, wow. All of a sudden, Atlanta changes a man. Yeah. 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 So I'm, I'm definitely going down. I'm sure there's better non-drowsy uh, medication out there that I'll be taking, but I don't have it yet. So <laughs> I'm going falling, down. He's falling asleep right here. Just yeah. thinking about it. Uh, keep your winkers open. We're almost done. JD, do you have a crazy, stupid injury? Uh, yeah, my, my boxer, uh, Lennox back in the day, he gave me a concussion by jumping up. I, I was crouching over him. He was getting in trouble. I was furious with him mm-hmm. and uh, I was telling him to get up basically while I was hovering over him and he just jumped right up, <laughs> oh. slammed my jaw. And, uh, it was, it hurt obviously, but it, it gave me like a mild concussion, which was crazy. Like. I didn't even know you could get hit in the jaw and then right. get a concussion yeah. from it. So I guess he had the last laugh. Mm. He shit on the floor and then got in trouble for it and then nearly knocked me out. Wow. So. You fell in the crap. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Uh, that's good. Well, that would have been good. That yeah. <laughs> I shared this story before, but the dumbest, stupidest injury was at a house party that had a trampoline in the backyard and thought I'd get uh, you know silly up there. Let's show off for everybody. Let's get some spins going and some flips going. I did the flip, and I just kept going a little too much, and boom, smack, nose on the metal bar around the trampoline, blood all over the trampoline, just pure explosion, <laughs> and then I looked like a fool for the rest of the night with like a cold beer on my nose. Luckily, you know, I never ended up going to the hospital, so I guess I just it just was gushing, um, but I didn't break it, I guess, it, or if I did, it sort of was, uh, you know, I got a weird looking nose, but it didn't go sideways, which was good. But that was all my mm. fault, just trying to show off. Be careful out there, everybody. And, uh, Mina, we hope you're feeling better there with your, uh, with your jaw. Pick'em results from Friday night, brought to you by BetMGM. This was the Houston Rockets at home, trying to snap their losing, losing streak to the Pistons of all teams coming in there. Houston was favored, and they still lost. And they're still losing. So that's a win. For Lily, back to 6-6. Six and six. JD completes the perfect week, <laughs> taking over for Trey Kirby. 5-0. Like, just miraculous stuff Miraculous stuff here. Trey, you're 9-3. I'm loving it. I mean, you left. <laughs> what, what were you when you left? You were like... 4-3. Four 4-3. And three. Four and three. Yeah, you were, like, you were doing fine. But the, crazy, crazy work by JD there. Tass, that's a loss. Loss for me, so I'm in last at 5-7. and seven. That's what you really need to know. So what's tonight's game here before we get to Trey's payoff video, Tass? Well, in honor of Trey coming back, we got the Bulls game here. Nine-and-a-half-point doggers at home to the Utah Jazz. 
Jazz coming into Chicago. Got to win by 10 wow. to cover. So start you off, Trey. What do you think? Or should it go to JD? I mean, you're, it's up to oh, you. Oh, wow. Interesting. Mm. You guys mm-hmm. should talk it out. What a nah. great question. Because on one hand, yeah, I want JD to keep picking uh, because the guy can't miss. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, I wouldn't blame him if he's like, no, I didn't miss. Yeah. I'm retiring on top. That's exactly what's happening. I'm, I'm <laughs> dropping the mic. I am leaving the room on a high note. Yeah. But, uh, that's it. My gambling career is officially over. Right. I mean, if, if, we, if only it. we could do that when we're in Vegas at the table. Yeah. When you're <laughs> five up. Five for five. I'm out of here. Away. Flying home. Yeah. Okay. So, Trey, yeah, you're, you're picking, man. I'm pick, picking the Bulls, obviously. Mm. I mean, they may lose this game. They cannot beat other playoff teams. They can beat every bad team in the league. But they do play the good teams pretty close and then come up short in the end. So I think the Bulls can cover this. Give me the Bulls. I'm also going with the Bulls. Keep it quick. Give me the plus nine and a half. Keep it close enough. Lee, what do you think? Yeah, I'm also choosing the Bulls. I think that's enough for Chicago. Okay, me too. Nope, not doing it. Not doing it. No? No, staying with the Bulls. JD, did we pick the right team? No. Oh! You're right. You didn't. You're right. Oh, that hurts. That hurts. Okay, well, we all have the Bulls to keep it uh, somewhat close. Uh, Jazz got to win by 10 or more. So go Chicago. We're all Bulls fans tonight. Okay, so as promised, uh, Trey, you had to pay off February's pick'em loss because uh, JD <laughs> wasn't helping you way back then, I guess. But uh, we made you do it on your vacation. Um, I don't even know what you ended up doing here, so I'm excited to see. Do you need to set this up at all for us? Well, I can give you a little backstory here, Skeets. Okay. Um, what I wanted to do, I'm sure you guys have seen this video. Um, it's from <laughs> Mr. Health Nut. Uh, yeah. He's a guy in a Speedo, ripped. He's got his hair similar to mine, long hair pulled back in a ponytail, big, long beard. And he's standing behind a fire pit, <laughs> just, <laughs> just whacking his own balls. There's no other way to say it. That's what he's doing. He says it's an ancient technique. I messaged JD and said, I want to do this. <laughs> then I asked Laura, hey, uh, I need you to film a video for me. Sure, no problem. What do you need me to do? Okay, here's what I wanted to do. <laughs> I show her the video, Mr. Health Nut. Just this, just this. I'll start a fire, go smack my nuts a few times, <laughs> and then put it in the show. Yeah. Absolutely not. Oh. Why? Well, I said, why? Right. She said, you're not putting a video of you slapping yourself in the genitals on the internet. <laughs> A fair point. All right. Especially once she mentioned that my mom and her mom and her grandma all follow our Instagram account, (laughs) which may make for some awkward conversations. I don't think they're going to dip into the stream and see the part where I just did it. Nonetheless, Uh, I was not going to force Laura to to do this. She's such a great wife. She is such a great wife. She'll do everything, especially tell me when I'm doing something incredibly stupid. So had to cancel that. Fair enough. Um, but like I like to tell you guys, every single time we talk about the Bulls, they're back. So I'd like to present to you the world's first, the Bulls are back flop. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, that's great. Okay, worth it. Worth that was it. worth it. That worth it worth for it. the slow mo. The bulls are back. <laughs> what, a, what a great addition. Oh, sorry, guys. I don't think there's many things that are funnier than wearing a shirt that is longer than your underwear. You just see legs. I think that's one of the funniest looks out there. Uh, and yeah, it actually hurt. It actually hurt my back. I had uh, had a sunburn on my back from being out fishing, wearing a Bulls jersey of all things. Oh no! So yeah, a little sore, but uh, it was worth it. Very good. Oh. Great stuff, JD and the Bulls. Intro music. I love it. I love it. <laughs> okay, so he has officially paid off February's pick and loss. Uh, yeah, I, I was gonna say, did those uh, white thighs get sunburned? How no, 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 no. Man. Oh, baby, I got red hands, I got red shoulders, and I got the whitest alabaster thighs you ever seen, <laughs> I love it. I love Laura so much, man. Oh. She's like, you're not putting a video of you slapping your own nuts on the internet, but sure, I will definitely videotape you wearing no pants strutting around. Uh. And I will say, I'm sure people are concerned out there, the Carhartt hat. Car Survived the pool. Looks mm. even more weathered now, putting in oh. that hard work. Ooh. You know. Okay. Good. All right. Awesome stuff. What a way to wrap up this Monday podcast. Please like, comment, subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube. Email us your NBA questions and comments for tomorrow's Beach Steppin' podcast. Email them in no dunks at theathletic.com. Grab your No Dunks merch at nodunks.com. We might have to start uh, considering speedos there now on uh, on our website. <laughs> and subscribe to theathletic.com slash no dunks. For what I believe now, Tess, is one dollar <laughs> a month. March twenty second. Well, check I think the we calendar. Were told. Yeah, yeah, I think you so. You did it. You did it, Max Glassman. You made it <laughs> so, happen. So go to subscribe to the Athletic, theathletic.com slash no dunk, so they know that we sent you for a dollar a month for the new subscribers. So if you haven't done it, I've been telling you every day here for the last like ten months. But if you haven't already, now's the time. It ain't gonna get cheaper. Look, it ain't gonna get cheaper than that. I'll tell you right now. Well, it's cheaper for month. Canadians because it's a dollar Canadian. <laughs> theathletic.com slash no dunks Canada. Oh my goodness, there's that as well. So uh, yes, what, what's stopping you now? Nothing. That's the answer. Okay, fun Monday show. Thanks to the stream teamers for joining us live. We will see you tomorrow, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, Trey Kirby, definitely American, but this weekend his body was Canadian. His body was like the Canadian flag of red, white, and red. Red hands, (laughs) white pasty thighs, and red shoulders. Embrace the day, people.
As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.